Save Room Plays, the podcast where we're talking about the games we're touching and the games that touch us. My name's Kevin. And my name is Daniel. And we don't count these episodes. No, we don't, but this would officially be the fourth one, so... Stop. You, stop. You, stop. <laughs> stop it. Now I, we know too much. I seeded the idea to the audience, and now it'll implant in their brains. Save Room Plays. It happens when you least mm-hmm. expect it. It launches here and there. Uh... Uh, no, it launches on a schedule for the most part. It could part. be twelve minutes. <laughs> it could be three hours. It could be. Don't don't tease the audience to think that we could release anything under the. It could be a circle eight, where it just goes on forever. <laughs> where like SoundCloud calls us up and goes like, "Yeah, uh, your account doesn't really cover uh, Infinity, Infinity Podcasts. <laughs> Can you just stop it? Yeah. Also, it like it sucks after two hours. I don't know why you think you could go past any <laughs> anything beyond that." Yeah, we're not like the the Titans who think that they could do a four hour um, Batman versus Superman podcast. So we don't try. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think they stuck the landing on that BVS uh, Ultimate Edition three hours and fifty minute podcast? I think they hit the main points an hour and in. <laughs> so that's just kind of what I'm gonna say about that one. Great podcast, otherwise. Um, but yeah, no, Save and Plays is kind of like this ephemeral wild thing that we haven't even tamed we don't care we just kind of go with it i think i think the save room plays is more of a mindset it's more Mm. of an embodiment Mm. it's more experiential than it is listenable it's like acid jazz yeah it's like acid jazz Mm -hmm. what is what is that so you take the core concepts of jazz which is already kind of out there for most music listeners a little too wild and improvisational but you fucking spice it up you throw some jazz fusion in there or some metal elements like i think of uh i don't know triosscapes they have some weird like acid jazz moments where they get into like really like kind of noise rocky shit for breakdowns and then they come back and like cool we're doing saxophone again yeah you like jazz here it is let's flip it again wow yeah so that's us we're like that we take all the shit that you like we toss it in a blender and we spit it back out at you <laughs> that <laughs> acid jazz oh okay yeah i guess yeah. so can we be like the one-ups though and mm-hmm. play some bossa nova Ooh. a little bit i like them a lot yeah i love the, the one-ups you, you actually amazing. got me onto them and i'm forever thankful for that because they have so many fucking albums dude their cover their cover of uh dk country mm. they do the oh god what the i think they do the jungle theme and it's mm. so fucking good god that's a good band they yeah. also remind me of now that we're on the subject of video game music here mm-hmm. we go that's what that's what the show is mm-hmm. we just did it we just did it because yeah. i didn't know how to like launch Transition off of jazz or do anything yeah or do anything with yeah. that i wanted to make fun of you <laughs> <laughs> which is, is standard i just want to be like yeah. oh you're a white guy i talk talking about jazz so and, uh, i mean if you want to get down to it i, I studied music in college and i got a degree in bass studies for jazz like because that's all you can really study if you're a bass player um you only jazz study jazz or classical music and i'm like i'll learn classical just to learn it but i want to learn how to play jazz because that's that's what gets me there's hyped. no there's no classical me up in the morning. classical clay pool <laughs> you guys don't get to do that no classical clay pool is like more like metallica you know, they the, just play it safe. Okay, there's no faux flea. No. <laughs> you know what? He played bass, right? Flea? Flea. Yeah, he plays bass. Okay. but Everywhere. So can I ask you a question? Huh? Does it make it easier or better to play shirtless when you're, you're slapping your bass shirtless? Because, like, mm. Flea does it all the time. My yeah. dude is like... They're, they know? all do it shirtless. Like, I don't think all of them. any of them ever wear clothes except, like, fucking tube socks. You ever played shirtless shirtless space once i think once once at a i think a house show okay that's yeah. the right place to play yeah. it. that ended with me jumping into the the pool after the performance so it was kind of epic really yeah you wild. hurt yourself doing that yeah well i took the risk i was dangerous back then they called me danger dan did they call you danger dan yeah 
Wow. Now they just call me 32-bit Dan. You know what's a band that I really, 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 really uh, dig on? And I think they're gone. I don't think they do music anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, the Mini Bosses. The Mini Bosses mm. is the pinnacle of video game covers. Because there's a lot of covers out there. You know, you got your, what was it, your OC remixes? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. OC remix. Like, that whole forum was my first, like, foray into, like, cool video game music that wasn't traditional like soundtracks yeah i mean that's good shit but like you know hearing actual like rock Mm -hmm. uh musicianship behind that shit is so fucking awesome we had that already what are you talking we had the black mages the black black mages like they were rocking fucking one-winged angel yeah and the fisherman's theme on guitar (laughs) the fisherman's theme shreds Oh man, I want to hang out with that guy. Yeah, I want to hang out with that guy for a night. I want to drink some sake with him, and I want to fucking like just watch him shred. I do too. He retired, which was kind of a bummer. Really? Yeah. Like I think it was last year he uh, stepped away from like officially doing music with uh, Square Enix. I'm I'm sure he's doing his own shit, like you know with um with uh, the Black Mages and whatever he like his piano collections that he releases. But like yeah, he's not doing shit for the games for a while. Ah, so. such a shame. <laughs> yeah, such a so shame. We can definitely drink some sake with him. Please, yeah. let's hang out with the dude. Um, mini bosses, I love. They have a cover of Mega Man Two that is about ten minutes. Mm. Um, it's because it's like a medley of you know each track in the game. Yeah, and it is so hype. Their whole thing is that they have the kind of that uh, big drum sound. Mm. What do you call them? Like the just like the the booming kind of drum sound, like drum and bass, drum and bass. <laughs> I got this drum and bass going on, Daniel. <laughs> then it just sounds so fucking good. And I haven't like you know, there's other rocky, um, rocky cover bands like uh, the Entertainment Systems. Pretty good one. I haven't heard I've, of that. Entertainment Systems really good. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of good Castlevania uh, covers. Mm. Bloody tears. Good I'll shit. do. I'll do a few shout outs here. I think um, yeah. Corey Johnson. I talk about him all the time. He does yes. like post rock stuff, and he did um, like a post rock Legend of Zelda album, which was the tits. You can find it, I think, on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, and Spotify. Ooh. Wait, who's the other guy that did that, like, um, the Pokemon and Chill album? Um, that's Mikel. So he does, like, and Chill album. So he did a Zelda and Chill album, which is so good. Like, so many different themes from across, like, the entire Zelda franchise. So, like, Dragon Roost Island. There's, like, a cool Temple of Time beat. There's, like, the Song of Storms. Uh, the overworld theme like just all these cool like imaginings and it's all really really chill um there's one that actually feels like more islandly and like you can hear like the upright bass picking and you can kind of hear like these like kind of cool like drum brushes mm. it's yeah it's it's interesting so he does that like all those end chill things and then the other one that i really really like well actually i'm gonna say this instead i also like when bands aren't necessarily like video game cover bands but they do it anyway like uh horse the band they do like cool little samplings here and there yeah they were called uh nintendo core Core back in the day Mm -hmm. um which is super interesting what i I wish i knew Mm -mm. what that device was that makes their music sound like so like nintendo very chip chip yeah. yeah 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 I'm going to look up Horse the Band. I'm sure it's just like a MIDI like keyboard or something like that. Well, we'll see if you're right, okay, Mr. Smart Music Man. Oh, okay. Mr. Mr. I am made of I am made of the the clef notes. Listen, I'm sorry you didn't go to school. I did not I go to Actually, school. Actually, I am made of like the clef I notes. Googled I have like a everything I know. Oh, okay, Jesus. Yeah, that no that's true. Every question you ever had, you're like, I can Google I it. Answer or on YouTube Google. It. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. So they get their distinctive sound. By oh, they just smashed Nintendos against guitars. 
<laughs> they literally just plug their guitars into like an old SNES. Just, yeah, <laughs> okay. that's that's kind of cray. Mm. That's kind of cray. But yeah, that's how you do it, dude. Cool. That's how you do it. That's pretty awesome. I yeah, I'm a big fan of fucking video game music. It's it's kind of my lifeblood. I like it a lot. Did you know that they're from Lake Forest, California? Horse the band. Wait, no, no, no. Let's not just uh, run over. I listened to a bunch of Horse the Band and yeah. I have since I was 18. Mm-hmm. I ever That's why since... I said it because I know that would speak to you. It speaks to me so mm-hmm. hard. Their their album Desperate Living <sighs> is a culmination of all of their learnings across every album, uh-huh. but it is it is their what's the best way to compare it? Like Oh, it's kind of like uh, uh, brand new science fiction, right? Mm. It's kind of like a culmination of all of their... Uh, and I know we've canceled brand new. They don't exist. Yeah. They're, they're dead in a tire fire. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's like a culmination of their career where it's like, it's such a mature sound mm. from them, but recognizably them. Horse Band does that with that album. Mm. And like, it's so fucking rocking dude you yeah. gotta listen to it desperate living it please. actually got me hard back into him where i was like what was like, the pizza ep and then um i forget <laughs> what the other album is called the uh, the mechanical hand mechanical hand they did our borlax yeah uh, a natural death uh, oh i forget about that one maz is a fan of yeah. i'm not a big fan of a natural okay. uh, natural death there's a few songs on there that are good like new york city and sex raptor i want to be a sex, sex raptor. raptor is such a good song. sex raptor <laughs> fucking goes it off fucks. the chain it pops that song fucks so oh my much. god um but <laughs> yeah no going going into um desperate living it has so many fucking amazing tracks mm. and then it has a lot of references to this is an odd thing xavier renegade angel the uh yeah. short-lived adult swim show that is just such a weird so show fucking out there it is it <laughs> whether you know it or not you are on acid when you watch that yeah. show every single time <laughs> i love that album little while that was my tangent on i know i like that um, a lot well i appreciate yeah. your tangent let's yeah, get yeah, the yeah. people into the show real quick let's do a quick plug and play if we Thank will you. yeah um as you know we are the save room we are the only podcast uh that's running for election in 2020 really yeah <laughs> you didn't know it but you can find us who's the lead on this actually we didn't really talk this out this is a little awkward it's are okay. you going for president and i'm vice president or i'm president and you're vice president no it's just the whole situation. idea of the save room as a whole now the, the now save corporate entities itself. can run for presidency if I think, trump can do it we can do it i think we the save room should be the tip of the spear uh-huh. as like it's running for the presidency sure. but we our vice president is probably like a nintendo enthusiast podcast yeah. of some sort so we gotta just go find some it's stealth yeah it's stealth <laughs> stealth, is no, our... stealth is bigger than us Fuck yes. that. he would be our president we would be his fucking secretary stealth rubs state. elbows with uh publishers big publishers yeah. like fucking who, who comes out of the woodwork ncis america is just like hello stealth <laughs> he's out there doing like some really cool like interactions and like have you heard of things happen have you heard of eves and he goes of course i did of course, <laughs> of course i, I wrote the, the prima guide for it yeah and then he then he has a giveaway i want to do a giveaway mm-hmm. but it would just be like us giving away like a broken controller <laughs> we could give away that ubisoft shark game we saw <laughs> oh that looks so good yeah, it's was only it, two bucks was it world war shark, world war shark. shark versus the world <laughs> <laughs> If you didn't know, you could find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, Righteous Sound, Sound Feeds everywhere, and where else? CastBox. CastBox. Yeah, we gotta shout out CastBox every once in a while, because it's kind of like the unsung hero of podcasts. It's true. There's also a a small safe off the coast of North Miami Beach. Uh, if you want to go up... No, I'm sorry. It moved to Pompano. It's since moved to Pompano Beach. Uh-huh. Go to Pompano Beach, dive into the water, open it up, 
you will have episode, I think, 17 of our podcast. 17. Oh, you don't want Just that one. Just 17. It's on a small USB. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were talking about, what was it, Borderlands 2 DLC? Probably. <laughs> some bullshit like that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one of GameStop's yeah. happenings. Maybe PewDiePie. You can definitely Who do knows? That. You can definitely do that. Did you yeah. mention Twitch yet? I have not mentioned well, Twitch Well, goddammit, I'm going to do it for you. You can find Daniel at twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels. Uh, the last thing that my boy streamed was Uncharted a 2 of the remastered version. Yeah. How was that, dude? How's Nate doing? Oh, you want me to go hard into it right now? Uh, no, not at all. Nate, Very light. Nate is the same as he's like always over been. the pants stuff. And it being with Nate in that remastered collection feels like going home. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, that was over the pants. It's more emotional. I've never really felt home before. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the one that introduces Chloe, right? Yes, she's a great character. She's great. Um, we yeah. had we had a bit that was ongoing on stream. Um, so I decided this past week that I would get back into streaming. Um, my schedule only dictates that I can really do one stream a week without interfering with this or your stream setup going on. Listen, right man, now. you're a working man. So, they get it. They're understanding. So Fridays between maybe 11 AM to 4 PM. That's usually when you'll find me over at that Twitch spot. Um, and I decided I was going to play through Damn, the time. uncharted collection, blue points, uncharted collection, which is actually like really impressive. It runs very, very smoothly. And I was actually kind of shocked by like how well it all held up. Oh uh, yeah. I, I played a little bit of two and, and a one. little bit of one. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it was like silky smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. But so I decided I didn't want to play one. I was like, cool. I'll start with what was my favorite at the time, which was two. And I'm still debating on if I want to play three. We'll see how I feel after like riding that Sully high. The desert seems real dope. It is. I keep thinking about that. That's like, like the one scene that I want to get back to well, in the that cr- game. The cruise liner scene is pretty cool too. Like it's got a lot of really dope set pieces. Oh, you're totally right. You're totally right. And it's got some cool puzzles where it's like, I feel like four kind of lacked in puzzles and three had like a lot of the last great ones that we saw. Um, I'm definitely going to play four and then I'm going to play Lost Legacy. So I'm kind of like going in order, but this is going to take forever because I'm only streaming them like once a week. So... If you guys want to check that out, please do. Uh, we're having a blast. We're basically, we came up with um, <laughs> something for Chloe because she always tends to like double cross Nate. And I have a running tally right now of how many times she double crosses him in this game alone. So far, it's two. You know, two. Two for the first three hours of the game. I'm like, okay, Chloe, you're, you're double crossing a lot. Wait, if you're double crossing, yeah. does that count for the two? Or are you saying that there's at least four crosses that happened? So she has. Double crossed once and then a second time. Okay, once that makes sense. Time. Yeah, but I, it also led me to come up with the idea that uh, her favorite sex position is what? likely the double cross. What? And I actually diagrammed it. It's over there. I'm not gonna pull it. Um, he pointed at a point. <laughs> oh my! There actually is a piece of paper yeah. over there. Yeah, I, I, I drew it out and diagrammed it uh, on the stream. It was it was a lot of fun. The fuck is what? So the double cross. He's going for it. He, over time. He's got. He almost. He stepped on the cat. She's good. She's a big old. So this is the big, she's a big girl. It's uh, Chloe's favorite position. And so <laughs> across the top, you have what appears to be a normal cross, you know, yeah. that you would find in um, any religious symbology, you know. Right. My favorite one, uh, Christinanity? Christinanity. Something so you, close to that. You have a person, right? This would be them laying normally. That is their head spot. And you have one person laying across their face. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. And then you have a second person laying across the bottom like Laying that. across their face. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Like horizontally. Horizontally. Like not... Yeah. So it literally, it okay. looks like an, like a sideways H. Right. <laughs> the way that if we turn it is an actual H, but 
or an I. The letter I is a good example too. Seems complicated. Yeah. So that's a running bit we got going on right now. It's been a blast. I'm having a great time with that game. I'm very glad for you, <laughs> yeah. dude. Wow, that's Some amazing. Of it, it's funny too because your I, artistic side has come out while you're while you're playing. This. I think Thank I, you, Naughty I was Dog. actually inspired by like the yeah. Kevin show, like. And oh. like how creative that show gets and how inspirational it was. And I wanted to educate uh, my five viewers and, <laughs> and show them what was going on. Um, but no, I've, I've been having a great time with it. It's funny too. Cause like, I think actually your five viewers, four of them could do the double cross and one can film it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we came up with something else for it. It's called the double, double cross. What? Yeah, yeah. The double, double cross, the double, double cross. That's like fucking human centipede part two right there. <laughs> it's a nightmare waiting to happen. <laughs> Which You're one, welcome, Naughty Which Dog. one was the one in the prison? <laughs> Three. Oh, okay, gotcha. The gotcha. final sequence. Oh, great. Oh, man. Yeah. But so, in my mind, I remember certain, like, set pieces of the game. Obviously, the train. But there's little oh, things so in the middle that are just happening that I completely forgot. Like, I forgot that Chloe, Flynn, and Sully were all in this game. I was like, shit, I thought it was only one of you. <laughs> like, I, I mentally had played Sully just in Uncharted 3. So it's oh. so I, I completely forgot he was in that game. At nah, all. Sully. Yeah. Sully is a mainstay, man. Yeah. yeah, for sure. He's OG. Of course, he's OG. He's an old motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I dig it. It holds up. I, I think it's still kind of throwaway in a lot of senses. I really don't like the collectathon because it's like I'm collecting meaningless shit. I say hey, it every episode. You know who should play Sully in the movie that mm-hmm. will never get made? He got delayed again, by the way. Yeah. Um, J.K. Simmons. I like that a lot. He would be a good Sully. But he'd have to tone down his, like, um, what's his name from Spider-Man? Oh, his um, J. Jonah jameson Yeah, he would have to tone down the J. Jonah Jameson-ness, because, like, that, that's intense. Triple J? Triple J. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I guess so. Like, just put a fucking cigar in his mouth mm-hmm. and put a mustache on him and it'll, it'll muffle the sound of his, of his acting. It'll be fine. But if we're doing, like, an Uncharted with a younger Nathan, right? Like, that yeah. was the idea that Tom Holland would play, like, a young Nate. Yeah, I'm gonna, I want... Who um, would play Sully younger? Uh, Flynn Wolfhard from Stranger Things will play Nathan Drake, a young Nathan Drake. <laughs> He's no, in everything. Tom Holland's already playing young Nathan Drake. Oh, what? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Well, I'm sorry, what was your question? Who would play a young Sully? <laughs> at that point because jj's old oh young Sully, yeah. uh james franco <laughs> why do i ask you anything well you if you wanted to see me streaming hate you. <laughs> you can catch me on twitch.tv slash the red herb i actually have a, a slightly adjusted schedule mm-hmm. um of which i've made such a great title card first of all go to my twitter account or go to the save room go to the save room actually go to at save room show you Thank will you. see this <laughs> very ugly but amazing um schedule that i've made i think he spent more time on that this morning than the actual doc for the show it took me like an hour (laughs) you're on and off i think it's the proudest thing you've done it was very good but but like so my stream schedule is now this there's actually and i've also batched them into three distinct programs Mm -hmm. right because in my day-to-day life i'm a program manager Mm -hmm. and if i don't view everything like a program then like i don't know it just feels like chaos Feels like chaos. Feels like a storm in my mind all the time. Jesus Christ. All dude. the time. Are you okay? No, I don't think so. So anyway, check this out. So on Wednesdays uh, at 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. PST, you can catch The Kevin Show. It is, in fact, the most educational show on Twitch. Um, why? Because if you have a fucking question, we will find a fucking answer. That's kind of the style. That's how it goes. Anything goes. Last time, uh, some guy asked me, like, hey, I have 206 Tinder matches. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I can barely get two. Hear me out on this one. You told me I have 206 Tinder matches. What do I do? 
And we actually worked through that problem together. The chat did, and I did. And we ended up looking for good pickup lines mm-hmm. online. Apparently, the best thing that you can do is, like, make fun of the girl's name, apparently. <laughs> like, if, you know, her name is Nana, mm-hmm. I don't know why it would be, but you'd be like, oh, Banana Nana. And they go, oh, my God, hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We found all that kind of shit. Okay. I would, I would have went a little differently with that. Yeah, how would you have gone? I would like to see that Nana split. Like a, like a banana split. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Well, there's two other uh, things that you could do. Mm-hmm. My favorite being just ask them to give you a pickup line. Yeah. Be like, hey, hey, I'm having trouble uh, figuring out a pickup line. What's your best one? Okay. And it works. They respond. Really? You know? Yeah. I'll try yeah. that next time. Yeah. Try. That's a good one. The other one is to start off with like a joke and be like, hey, if I had a nickel, mm-hmm. I would eat your ass. Okay. Pretty yeah. Kind of like bait with something normal yeah. and then like throw them a fucking curveball. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Let me ask you, yeah, sidebar, please. before you get into your other two schedule changes on sure, there. Um, sure, the Kevin sure. Show, yeah. it is a wild ride. I participated on the inaugural episode. Yes, you did. The last one, though, was interesting, right? Because you decided to do like a, hey, let's talk stress. Let's talk life. Yes, our so, shows actually do sometimes have a, like it, a it's big like subject. Real life shit. And we looked up on <laughs> on WebMD because it's a show about me exploring the internet, basically. Yeah. Uh, sorry, kind of funny. That's a trademark uh, violation. Mm-hmm. But I I basically looked at WebMD for like what causes stress and why because uh-huh. I felt stress in the week. So mm-hmm. like the show can be anything. Like I just come up with an idea and just go like, oh, let's just go talk about this mm-hmm. and it's cool to talk to other people about it it's like yeah. how do you deal with stress uh what's going on with you and then like what is we actually learned about the long-term ramifications of stress mm. uh which is you know it could cause of course high blood pressure diabetes it could even fuck up your whole uh your libido mm-hmm. as well you just go like yeah, i don't want to have any i'm too stressed i got dead dick i'm t- i got dead dick <laughs> i don't know what to do with it <laughs> i got dead dick why and it's because like too many deadlines you know basically so it, it's cool to talk about that stuff so and i'm all I'm totally open to somebody else bringing in a topic and like talking about. It. Mm-hmm. We seriously did that for that guy on Tinder. Turns out he was a a YouTuber with supposedly 172,000 subscribers. Oh wow! And when we asked him like, "Yo, what's your YouTube, dude?" Mm-hmm. He was like, "Oh, when I go on Twitch, I don't promote it." Huh. And I was like, "Oh wow!" But at the same time, it's kind of like, "Why'd you humble brag?" <laughs> yeah, like what's the point of that? Yeah, what's you know? going on, man? Like, oh, but uh, it's I fine. do that sometimes too, where I it's ask. like I have something I'm proud of, but I don't like do a follow up. I'm like, "Hey, I have mm-hmm. this like." song i worked on or like this podcast i do and i, I provide no link no, no nothing link, it's just no, a conversation of, no of pride in the moment and that's it no, like, i'm actually surprised people like we were at starbucks today and like a person asked for a link to our podcast literally three of my co-workers asked for links three of my co-workers did that too the fuck i hope they don't listen to this episode mm. and just go to the news one where we're a little more professional this one i'm just baked <laughs> so i got two other shows for you let me yeah. just quickly go through it the other thing is that um since we typically record on saturdays to accommodate both of our schedules uh, I'm going to be doing streaming at night on Saturday. So 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, PST. We're going to just do a variety video game night. Talk about a night stream. Talk about a, a night, night stream. stream. And it's, it'll be anything that we want. Or, you know, I, I think I might play Fire Emblem Warriors tonight. After I like this, it. Right? You're stream fluid. Stream fluid. And then, and then, uh, because of popular demand, people really like it when I play the old horror games. Who? Name a person. Dave. Okay. Dave was like, That's oh fair. my god. Name a second person. Uh, Chelsea. Okay. The only people I know. Fine. Got me there. <laughs> uh, I'm doing Survival Horror Sundays uh, every Sunday duh, at 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. PST. So we're, it's always going to be a morning stream. We're going to play a Survival Horror game. Yep. 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 Oh, you said 8 a.m. Did I say 8 a.m.? Yeah. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m.? 
Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not waking up at 8 a.m. for video games. Actually, you've done it. I've done it. But it's going to be 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. PST every Sunday. We're going to do Survival Horror Sundays. What is it going to be? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But it'll be fun. Boom, 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 boom. I'm excited for that. I, I like that Thank you... you are taking pride in these days and really structuring it and i feel like every time you sit down to stream it is an exciting prospect for you and then you come off of it with this cool like stream higher like i did a cool thing today and i'm gonna keep doing the cool things because it's like you you're, you're on this like content creator go mode and i like feel it creative you feel creative because like during your week you're you're really confined to the the role of your job and it isn't always a creative job where it's like i think you have pockets where you try and flex that muscle but you more are able to do it with uh, these creative endeavors the podcast you're streaming and everything else so. yeah for sure like there, not to say that there isn't moments in like my day-to-day where, where you, you have to you have to way. flex your yeah. your 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 brain noodle in order to figure out some problems mm-hmm. and stuff but i i am super motivated because i love talking video games i really do i love talking video games because it's one of those things where I can break through my normal layer of pessimism and just very honestly be like, I like this thing. Mm-hmm. I like it's a shared experience. I like that I can talk to others and stuff like that, you know, about That's games. a really good point. I've, yeah. For as long as I've known you, you've been mostly a pessimist. Ah! Same same to my own credit. They're like, we're yeah. negative people. But gaming has been like this one aureole of light where you can always like hype up something and have something good to say. Oh, Even, for fuck sure. Yeah. And if there's something you don't <laughs> yeah. like, you tend to not talk about it. Unless it's Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> well, I mean, Kingdom Hearts is a, a strange but fascinating trash fire. Yeah. Uh, at least it keeps me warm. But <laughs> but no, I, I love talking about games and, and like doing the stream things. It's really cool engaging with people and having them just really vibe off of it. And mm-hmm. like that's honestly the only reason I really like keep doing it and i also think to myself well i want to get better at it and i want to give like something a little more with a little more effort to it Mm -hmm. so that's why i'm like let me try to keep to a schedule for you guys so you always know like what i'm doing when i'm going to be doing it and do little things like oh i made a fucking i took a time Mm -hmm. to make like a little funny schedule image but like guys can reference it neon loud banner on a tremors background (laughs) (laughs) that's my style yeah i literally woke up or actually i was in the shower today and was like it'd be really cool if i posted a new schedule for people like i did for my the first time i changed it Mm. But I would love to have a reaction shot of the characters from Tremors in some form or fashion. And that's the best picture I could find. So please check it out. Um, that's it. So we've got a, a kind of interesting episode here. Um, in Wait that... a second. Let me make it more interesting. Okay. Oh, okay. Tell Ooh, me more. The peak of intrigue. We're going to talk about backlog season on this episode kind of in full because you know the year started and last year we had like a lot of games hitting in like january february so on one reason or another that we wanted to play them or talk about them and this year it's been like nothing major has come out and i think the next major things are happening in march so we've been diving into our backlog and doing some like interesting gaming things here and there so i I feel like we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that but before we dive into it i want to kind of expose you to something that that i saw on the twitter today that made me laugh made me chuckle on the toilet as i was expelling my my weekly azels i'm happy for you buddy <laughs> and it's called um like i think either brokemon or brokemon 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 Bro- brokemon brokemon and apparently it's this thing that's been going on since last year it's like a know your meme deal so all right yeah, have you heard of this before uh not before you brought it up okay. to me so brokemon a portmanteau of broken and pokemon is a participatory <laughs> What does that say? Is a participatory <laughs> meme originating from slash VP in which users will reconstruct Pokemon by rearranging their features. 
What? On August 24th, 2019, an anonymous poster on 4chan. This is how we knew it was trouble. But mm-hmm. posted an image of an anorith separated into many different pieces writing, quote, Oh man, oh man, I dropped my Pokemon. My mom is going to freak out. Anon, please help me put him back together. Shown below. And it's literally a picture of a, a like, an anorith. Why is there a, a level like, of role play? <laughs> like, it's like 20 <laughs> different pieces. It's very participatory. Yeah. It's like the Kevin okay. show. From there, posters in the thread reconstructed the Pokemon into various different creatures. The post would later break bump limit within a day at 410 posts so i saw just a picture of this where it's like a standard pokemon broken into like 30 pieces and then they rearrange it into like all these like very like majestical or like fucking demonic looking things like that one they made it look like this regal monster and then like a fighter jet and then something out of like a like um what's his name the racist one david cage no not david cage the xenophobe. Oh, uh, the xenophobe. Oh, well, hang on. He wrote Lovecraft. He wrote Ender's Game. <laughs> oh, different, different xenophobe. Yeah, they, oh. they they made something that looked straight out of like a Lovecraft novel. I was like, this is kind of wild, and it like it just reminded me of like the thing I had done in in middle school where I would um, I had a, a Pokedex. It was like a Pokedex book. It was the original one fifty one Pokemon, and they were just kind of illustrated and pose in a way and they would show their stats on on one page and their picture on the other and it break down like you know what number they are what type they are what they're strong against weak against so on and so forth special quirky traits about them and from this book i would draw pokemon and i would basically take features from from multiple usually like four to five maybe like three to four to five that was my limit because i don't want to overdo it but i would take like i don't know maybe like the beak of a psyduck and i would put it on the body of an onyx but that onyx is on the body of a fucking Genghis Khan. What do you mean a Genghis Khan? I'm sorry, a Kangas Khan. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I, I was like, just, what the fuck? I would just mix and match like features and do these wild things, and, and kids would pay me for them. Like, I would run these drawings for like a dollar a pop. Okay, hang on. <laughs> Thank you for answering the MSRP uh, on that one. Because people need to know. I got a, I got a few things yeah. for you here. I got a few things for you here. Um, well, I will say at least it was Pokemon that you're reconstructing uh-huh. and not like taking People magazine and cutting out like, you know, the women in the magazine yeah. to make like your perfect woman. Like taking like Julia Stiles and mixing her with like Natalie Portman and all that. Yeah, get, getting like a, a Julia, Julia Roberts kind of head of hair yeah. uh, going on with an Uma Thurman uh, kind of sleek physique. And because uh, that's that's some murdery shit, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's like next step is like, how do I reconstruct a, a lover? <laughs> but at least it was Pokemon, right? Well, I would do the, the Luca Roca thing. <laughs> I'm like starting with animals. Luca Roca. Roca. Magnata. So I would start with like yeah. animals, but like luckily I didn't go that way. I kept yeah, it on paper. What do you clarify? <laughs> <laughs> I would keep this intrigue on paper. Yeah, it was something I would do. So it's funny that I I ran into this stupid fucking meme, and there's like hundreds and hundreds of posts of just like broken huh. Pokemon pieces, like a broken Porygon or a, a broken, broken fucking Charizard rearranged into something else. Yeah, you showed me some of this. So like they they look like uh basically Giver. The one of them looks like Giver <laughs> like from the anime. Mech monster. Like a mech monster. Yeah. Like they duplicate the same pieces in over to make like a fucking yeah. P- Picasso pattern of some sort of biological entity that you would not want to meet in a dark alley uh in the gallery region. It's like or it's otherwise both like uniquely creative and fucking disturbing. Mm-hmm. But it, it fascinated me. Like I was laughing and charm the whole way oh, I think dis- that- disturbing and fascinating or yeah that, those hand in hand right there <laughs> that's the juxta we're going for yeah, yeah. on the brokemon <laughs> it's like um 
Mary Shelley's Pokemon. (laughs) 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 A true nightmare in flesh. Can someone, if we had like more fans, somebody would be able to like Photoshop that together for (laughs) us. Like have a, like a Brokemon, like going through the woods (laughs) on the cover of like a, like the Barnes and Noble special edition, you know, (laughs) the classics in literature. That should be one of our t-shirts. Oh oh my God. Save room TM. Oh, yeah, but if you guys don't know this meme, check it out. Yeah, Brokemon. It's so Ow. silly. I hurt myself on my own laptop. But let's let's get into some some meat and potatoes here. Let's talk about what we've been playing, brother. What have I been playing? Well, as you uh, mentioned earlier, it's it's backlog season, volume three point fifty two. Volume two. It's been the going long on journey home. Dear Martha, it has been a long backlog season and a cold and wet backlog season i think of the warmth of new games <laughs> and they burn no more such as resident evil 3 final fantasy 7 cyberpunk 2077 in particular those two though i could see i could see the flame of their warmth in the distance and then they got further and further out <laughs> wow that was uh some some showmanship there I don't know. I just kept on going on, yeah. going with that. Just I like it. Delete that, please. But <laughs> I have been playing Yakuza Six. Oh, Song of Life. The Song, Song of Life. Life. I love Yakuza. You really do. I'm I'm shocked that you have maintained such a longevity uh, over the past like year with because like I think you played what six or zero initially. And it was zero. It was zero that I played initially. You played I, it for a bit, and then you put it down. I didn't super vibe on it, yeah. right? I, I wasn't ready, is what the truth mm-hmm. is, you know? Just as a, a young Kevinus played Bloodborne and mm-hmm. thought, Pah! This is foolery. I, 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 got, I matured. Mm-hmm. I went back to it, and I said to myself, Oh my god, just give something a chance. Quiet the demons in your head for at least an hour. And open your heart to the love that is Ryugotaku's like a dragon series <laughs> is that a subtext for it like a dragon no the the japanese title is like a dragon oh i didn't know that yeah okay. uh and yakuza 7 when it comes out here in the u.s mm-hmm. which come the fuck on uh i need it uh it's gonna be yakuza 7 like a dragon kind of oh, cool. like how resident evil 7 is biohazard. biohazard yeah okay and then in japan it was biohazard 7 resident evil okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because the americans came along and just bastardized the name i think about this stuff mm-hmm. I know you is think it a lot. sad. Your brain is Maybe. always alive. You couldn't shut it off if it you hurts. wanted to. <laughs> it hurts. But you uh, know it doesn't hurt. What? Chilling with my boy Kidu. Yeah, uh, he's what, got a heart of gold. Yeah. What, what's great is you go back to Commodore Ocho, mm-hmm. but you go to a new area, uh, Onimichi. Yeah, Onimichi oh, no, is a town, and it has a mascot. Let me tell. Oh, there it has a mascot because mascots apparently are very popular according to the Yakuza universe, mm-hmm. and this mascot represents the town. So it's a it's it, it is a dock town. What do you call that? It's like near the sea. A town by the bay. A town by the sea. Town by a the harbor. Sea. Town. A harbor, all those things. Harbor, I like harbor town. Yeah. But that's what I want to put in the in the final draft. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> Harbor Town is very, it's very, it's actually cool. It's got a cool vibe mm-hmm. and it's very, it's kind of an intimate game that really focuses on Kiryu because I believe it is his last outing in the series. Mm-hmm. And so it's like this big culmination. Like you're a 41 year old and everyone's calling you a fucking old bastard every time they fight you, but like you're nearly an, an invincible fighter, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So 
literally every encounter goes, who the fuck are you, old fuck man? And then you beat the shit out of them by, like, breaking their faces with bikes and shit. Mm-hmm. And at the end, they're just like, oh, what the hell? How the hell is he so strong? Like, every single encounter is like that. It's it's kind of funny. And it's amazing. Like, he meets people he knew from Yakuza Zero or right. like before he went to jail or whatever. It's like a celebration of past Yakuza's. And they're literally, they look like they're in their 60s. And Kiryu <laughs> looks like he's still in his like early 30s. And I'm just like, you're supposed to be the same age as this fucking like old fish market seller. Like what? Yeah, dude. Apparently like a hundred crunches a day is like the way to immortality. Evidently. My boy is, he's fit as a fiddle. He looks good in pink too sometimes. He looks good in anything. <laughs> he looks good in anything. But... Yeah. Ono Michio. Ono Michi, sir, has a mascot named Ono Michio, Michio, Ono Michio. Michio, Michio. And you run into the side quest because the the bread and butter and the dessert of Yakuza games mm-hmm. are the side quests. Yeah. <laughs> you you have to don the mascot outfit, which is like he has a big old orange head. I think it's like a fruit head, like yeah. a pineapple head yeah, or yeah. something. But it's got a bowl of uh, ramen on, on top of his head, just like, like permanently plastered. Looking like a little cap. But yeah. yeah, it's actually a bowl of ramen when you look closely with eggs. Oh, God, that's so delicious. And and uh, he's, got a, he's got a great fish fanny pack on mm. his body. And he's got great boatsman uh, shoes. And he's got a good style. And whenever he... Uh, encounters tough situations you have he goes oh no <laughs> yeah like straight up in english it's okay. great it's great yeah i had a great mission with him and it, and it's such a lasting impression on me mm-hmm. man such a lasting impression honestly me. every time i step into that room to watch you game you're like you're usually playing yakuza any of the titles or and six well the door is closed at that point i'd hope sometimes not because it's exciting okay wow wow okay wow but so every time i come in there it's a lasting impression of just like weird situations like you meeting a baseball team and playing baseball and then getting into a fight with baseball players or the ono michio shit or the the mini game where you're a fucking harpoon diver i'm a harpoon diver in that one man and it's the best shit in the entire whole world (laughs) so what are some high points of this game that aren't present in the other ones that aren't present in the other ones um so if you go through like the timeline of it Mm -hmm. part six was the first one that introduced this kind of like streamlined fighting style rather than going through different fighting styles it it was more about you put points that you earn from like missions and fights Mm -hmm. in order to increase like different situational kind of abilities that you unlock Mm -hmm. like so you have your heat moves that are you know when your meter fills hit triangle you do a special attack or something like that Mm -hmm. right you can increase the situations that happens where it's like, oh, if you happen to be near a telephone pole, you will lift a guy and smash his balls against it. <laughs> Shocking. And you unlock that. And then you're also unlocking like normal things like, oh, my physical strength is up. Like my attack power is up. My defense is up. My speed is up. My heat meter is up. And it becomes like this really good RPG light thing where you always feel like you're unlocking and like getting like more powerful as you go along as Kudu and um Yakuza Kiwami 2 which was like the one that came out directly after 6 takes on this exact same fighting system and exact same stat system okay and you can see a lot of it in judgment as well yeah like how they do the unlocks and I actually really like it like it's actually Mm -hmm. it's not like too convoluted where it just becomes like impenetrable to get through Mm -hmm. it's actually rewarding and sensical where it's just like okay this this isn't 
I don't have to put too much effort into this, and I'm still like having fun unlocking shit. Mm. So I, I really like that about that game. I think Judgment might have overwhelmed me a little bit with some of like the move and combo unlocks because like mm. there's so many varieties and like sub menus of them, but like they tend to unlock in an order, and it's like you can kind of just pick and choose them like based off of your preference, which is cool. Oh yeah, for sure. Like you, like I, I'm in any fucking game that you give me the ability to put points in the attack power. Mm-hmm. That's the first, yeah, of course, thing that will happen. I go tank, dude. You know what I'm saying? Which I is did... something that like took me some time to learn. And I think it was um, Final Fantasy 13 where I learned this hard lesson, one of many hard lessons, <laughs> where I was playing it alongside my roommate Chris at the time, who was playing it. Sort of dude who doesn't give a shit about, like, cutscenes. Literally would skip every cutscene, didn't give a fuck about anything that that JRPG was trying to present other than the combat. And he would just stat dump for attack and pick the strongest characters. And I'm like, you're not building off a team comp. And he's like, I don't care. I'm going to pick the strongest people because I want to fuck bitches up. And I'm like, that is you. That's fair. So I adopted that mindset of, like, you know what? Dumping stuff into, like, attack points or strength, like, goes a long way. Fuck being a mage. Fuck having, like, you know, (laughs) intelligent (laughs) points. No, attack defense it's health. just it's just never been my style yeah. to be like a mage class i'm always a brawler i'm always a barbarian i'm always a mm-hmm. the the knight in games it, yeah. it's just how i am man i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ask for forgiveness <laughs> <laughs> uh another highlight is like the story is really good actually Mm -hmm. like yakuza does this goofy balance of having over-the-top moments kind of balanced out by these actually heartfelt interactions and oddly like almost parables that are being dropped on your head yeah it's like a a yakuza-laden bible with just parables of kuru you know he's the jesus of that world yeah like he walks (laughs) in like kiryu for some reason will always make the right choice yeah he comes in he will judge a situation and instead of being like i'm gonna get angry he'll just be like i'm disappointed Mm -hmm. (laughs) in you and he's always like he's like that clint eastwood like i've already hung up my guns kind of guy where uh, in six yeah in six where it's like no no, well i mean to say like you know he's one of those guys where if push comes to shove like dude show up on clint eastwood's farmland threatening his family he's like i'm gonna take up my guns again so like every situation kiddo gets into it's like just just leave just walk away basically is what he's saying okay. and they're like no fuck you old fuck man and then they attack and you just destroy their worlds it always ends that way <laughs> like almost every situation worlds. ends in a fight right but everything's in a, like an emotional heart heartache and fucking um betrayal that happens to kiryu who is a trusting and honorable man and then people fuck him over basically yeah which is the saddest shit but it it's such a good game i, I want to see it through i definitely want to see it through because i i have more to play i want to borrow a zero again i want to give it another mm. another shot for sure yeah i have zero kawami mm. one and kawami two and you got a I'd good a- sort right there i'd ask you where to start with it but then mm. i asked chelsea the grand meister of all things yakuza and yes. i was like what in your honest opinion what should i start with and she's like start with yakuza one honestly get an entry of that world play one and two and then like zero was like conceived after the fact so like go back to that one at the end mm-hmm. and get the idea of like what the world was set up and then what his life was like before he went away to jail actually that's a, i think that's a cool order because yeah. like you get a there's like a progression of like mechanics uh-huh. like going that way but yeah so get into it dude it it is enriching it is enriching. I love these games. I'm surprised. I, I think it, when I first saw them at a passing glance, I kind of, you know, I don't want to say like 
thought them as throwaway like brawlers or like you know arcadey type games but like that's the thing i would see at a glance i'm like oh that looks like a cool like arcadey game but like what is special about it Mm -hmm. and then to see these enriching experiences and see the characterization and heart and goofiness and charm and action it's like it's such a cool blend that i just would never expect but here we are with it here we are so that's why there's fucking seven of them yeah and a bunch of spinoffs that like haven't officially come like they they have a like a weird spinoff where it's in feudal japan Mm mm-hmm with like Kiryu's ancestor, that's kind of cool. Um, they haven't done like a U.S. version of that one. I think it's like a, a Yakuza Ishin. Is it more like, like hack and slashy? You have swords. Yeah. Okay. Your cat sneezed. Bless you. Oh, our producer Clementine. Uh, yeah, I I love Yakuza. Uh, I also I save roommates. Hold my feet to the fire. Uh, I talked to Chelsea about doing, like, a Yakuza just, like, specific episode, because mm-hmm. Save Room Plays is anything we want it to be. Yeah. Um, and she is definitely, she actually picked up an import version of Yakuza 7, because it's already come out in Japan. Mm. And she's been playing that. She loves it. That's the one that switches over to RPG combat. Um, I would just say the studio has my trust with the experiences that they put out there. Mm. And, like, I mean, I don't prefer turn-based, but, like, if a game's good, a game is good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I want to check it out. I, but I want to have an episode where we talk to her. Yeah. I think she likened that. it to more of a, like, not necessarily contextual RPG, but something more along the lines of, like, Persona 5. And I'm like, Which okay. okay. I that's can get behind mold. that. Like, that's kind of, that's really neat. Okay. I can so. get behind that. A hundred and ten. Yeah. So I'm excited to, I, I've been asking her, like, in pockets of, like, what she thinks about it. And she likes it for the most part. But I think she's kind of in the the minority with it because for the most part yakuza fans and traditionalists are kind of like pushing against it where they're like no this isn't yakuza and it's like so fucking what like they literally have done like nine plus games at this point let them do just do something different you know i mean i'm fine with them trying something else but i will also argue in favor of the fact that the fighting mechanics mm-hmm. in part six and quantum are great two are so good that i yeah, yeah I, w- I would miss them too so i, yeah, I definitely see fair. both sides but like at the same time it's like the Yakuza series has so many entries and has done like kind of the same thing for yeah. so long. I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's totally okay that they want to try something new. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get, you breed excellence from experimentation, right? Look at Resident Evil 7, for mm-hmm. instance. You love that fucking game. I do. Don't, hey, don't come at me with it, my love. No, 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 no. I, I love that you love it. Oh, thanks. There's a lot of love in this episode, right? I know that you're really in favor of the first person perspective, and a lot of people were like re- fans of the series rebelled against they it. They're like, yeah, it yeah. has to be third person, or it's not Resident Evil. But honestly, if you give it a chance, it's like, oh shit, this is brilliant. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm going into Yakuza Seven, being like, you know what? I trust their mm-hmm. vision for it, and I know that I'm going to get a lot of what I like about the games, regardless if the combat's different, right? Yeah. I, I guess it also depends on how they approach it. I don't know if it's more like random encounters or things that you could just kind of approach like you would I, in a normal Yakuza game. I mean, game. It, it's kind of like random encounters right now. You could just see guys walking down the street and then they're like, oh, and then they fucking little exclamation. I, so I like the idea of Final Fantasy twelve with the kind of MMO random encounter approach to it where you can see enemies in the field like you do in Yakuza, but you can just walk away from them if you don't want to fight them. Oh yeah, not necessarily yeah, yeah. have to like go into like a fucking like battle scene and then I have to like flee from it. Like I can uh, yeah, choose to run I, away. I don't think it's like that. I think yeah. it's like you still encounter them the same way, but it's uh-huh. just like when you get into combat, it is RPG combat. From what I've seen in the footage, I could okay. be I could be totally wrong, totally wrong. And Chelsea's fucking like breaking something. Oh, right she, now, she hates to this, this episode. Right now. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But yeah, that's what I'm playing. But uh, the other thing that I'm playing, I just mm-hmm. want to talk about really quickly because it's like whatever. But I'm playing Fire Emblem Warriors a lot. Yeah, you are. Uh, because I played it with you. Because I don't know that I could get into Fire Emblem proper, 
right? I'm, four houses? I don't. Four, four and a half houses. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking full, Fire Emblem Full House. <laughs> that's a good take for a sitcom. That's a good take. That's yeah. a good take for a sitcom. Um, everybody laugh you want. <laughs> <laughs> Every month you see. <laughs> There's a that loves you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I um, picked up Warriors because mm. I love Masu games, and I was like, maybe maybe this is like my backdoor pilot into into getting the Fire Emblem. Well, so far I don't give a shit about any of the story or any of the characters. <laughs> it's there, and it's a lot. But I I still think that's because like historically the Masu games have not have like have not had like great stories. There isn't one that's just like, wow, this is amazing. Like, no, no. Hyrule Warriors has a like kind of a cool one, but it just because it feels like it's so threaded in Zelda lore and it has a lot of love in it. I mean, it's kind of cool, but it's also, it feels a lot like, I don't know, the Paul W.S. Anderson take on the Legend of Zelda mythos where it's just like, yeah, action. Yeah, it's like and, Michael Bayified. And people run into places and there's a thousand motherfuckers to fight. Yeah, it's basically, yeah, that's what it is. But I like the gameplay. I... Maybe I like mindless hack and slash. It's my, um, when I feel zen, uh-huh. right? That's my, that's kind of like my comfort zone. Those games I've been playing since I was a kid, since I picked up Dynasty, I think we talked about it on the last episode mm-hmm. with Dave, since I picked up like Dynasty Warriors, like two or three. Yeah. Or three for the PS2 and just like, damn, play the rest of the series. So I'm still having fun with it. How many Dynasty Warrior, like proper games are there? Are there like six? Nine. Okay, I remember going to a GameStop with you at one point, and we were looking for, like, I think Dynasty Warriors 6. And we literally went to, like, two or three different GameStops to track this game down on 360. Yeah, where the fuck was it? That was fucked up. I think that's when I should have known. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's when I should have known you had a sickness, goddammit. I played it with you, and it it struck me uh, a lot of the the same way that Hyrule Warriors did, where it seemed very entrenched in the worlds. But, like, every time you play as a character that you alternate between, they all feel uniquely different, which is kind of cool. I don't know one Fire Emblem character from the next, but, like, switching between them was pretty cool. Like, they all felt very different. You have, like, ones that play with swords, one that use, like, bow and arrows, ones that are on horses, one that use hammers. So it's just, like, it's very, like, different. I really like using Lucina, Mm -hmm. I think her name is. Yeah, she's great. Martha's been fun. Lady Marth. There's a Lady Marth. Yeah. Was that normal? I don't... Is Martha main character? See, this is the weirdest way to start in the Fire Emblem mythos. Because you don't know. A Warriors game, which is typically a crossover of like, oh, here's all the best of a series. Like, like, uh, Dynasty Warriors Gundam was like, oh, here's literally like fucking 38 years worth of anime uh, adaptations and spinoffs and sequels and sequel shows and all this shit. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to throw them all in one universe. (laughs) <laughs> and i'm just like i only ever watch gundam uh wing <laughs> essentially but how so is it's all confusing how is berserk with that berserk was actually a little cleaner because it was one story it wasn't like this crossover universe game thing it, it was like it basically basically followed the three animate god we're getting so fucking nerdy on this one yeah just for a little bit um, i just want to hear yeah i know we <laughs> we got to it was basically an adaptation of the f- the three anime films that they more or less recently released that they like put out netflix and all that shit mm-hmm. like it or at least the first two were on there and those are they start out fine where it's just uh you do guts uh guts is the main character wow. just kind of kind of fighting um in a in a war like a normal medieval war and at a certain point fucking sex demons show up and and basically want want to destroy your whole world and that was that was fine Sounds i like normal. i like the ones that have like a continuous story those masu games are interesting they, mm-hmm. they they're kind of against the grain of just like 
here's 120 fucking characters go go wild nothing makes sense just make everything on the field that's red blue (laughs) essentially but they're cathartic to me my friend cathartic i want more which one's your favorite what's my favorite masu game Mm -hmm. wow um dynasty warriors gundam reborn okay yeah, that's the fourth one. Um, it never came out physically mm-hmm. in the U.S. It only came out on uh, PSN, and it was oh, like fucking nice. like forty bucks when it came out. And I remember I was traveling at the time in a hotel room. I had to wait on the hotel Wi-Fi to download that shit. It took like I had to like sleep and wake up, and it was there. But that's the one where it's like the most streamlined of that gameplay. Mm-hmm. I fucking I like it. Not that not saying I'm not like a weird. I don't have a fucking thousand Gundams in my room. You know? No, but I like I'm not I'm not I'm not one of those. But like these are your your comfort food or like your guilty pleasure when it comes to games. Yeah. And like that's how I was growing up too, because yeah. I like those mindless games. Like a lot of why I liked God of War, sure, it had a cool story and cool set pieces and things like that, but I like the hack and slashy combat. Why do you think I liked fucking playing Kingdom Hearts so much? Because it's fucking mindless hack and slash over and over and over. I thought um, it was just because it was because you were an appreciator of David Boreanaz. Uh, I love his, him. And his and wonderful performance as Squall, who they decided to name Leon. I'm not sure what that one's about. I'm sorry. Uh, Lance Bass probably brought the bigger performance. What? Lance Bass. Was he Aqua? <laughs> who was who was Lance Bass in the game? Hold on, I need to look that up actually. You don't know. No. You don't know who Lance Bass was? Wasn't he um no 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 no. David Gallagher was Riku. Yes, David Gallagher was Riku. And Tom Petty played Kaidi. Oh wow. Actually, what? sorry, I I'm so sorry I forgot this, Lance. He plays Sephiroth. He plays Sephiroth? Yeah. Sephiroth! Are you kidding? You know what? I think I knew that, but every time I hear it, it's just like it breaks my skull a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, right? You're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. So I just want to say it's like probably a lot cooler to say like, oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of God of War games. And I'm just like, yeah, Dynasty Warriors uh, Gundam Reborn. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, wow. You spend a lot of time alone, don't you, Kevin? <laughs> yes, I can confirm. Oh, that's correct. <laughs> One thing before we, we transition off this one, um, sure. I actually like that the one thing that's borrowed from Fire Emblem, other than the, the weebiness of it, is the permadeath. The permadeath? And is, I don't know if that's a thing in every Maso game, but I th- like that it's in this one. Um, like, actually, you're per- legit losing commanders in battle left and right, and you feel so like weighted by it. Though I have not played the games, uh, the permadeath does come from the Fire Emblem series proper. <laughs> yeah, so that concept, of, like, actually, I haven't seen the permadeath concept ever in a dynasty Warriors okay that's game. what I, that's what i was asking yeah you yeah, yeah, yeah. no i haven't it, oh, cool. it's totally based on fire emblem sweet because characters in the main games can like die like for good and then you just have to deal with it i don't i can't live like that that's stressful is it really yeah that's probably why i haven't started three houses people it seems love... like i need to dedicate my life towards it in a very thoughtful way uh <laughs> <laughs> i thought about borrowing it from yeah. you no i'm i i will let you if you if you want to stream it tonight yeah. on the red herb you're welcome to. I also kind of want to just play Mortal Kombat. I was having fun with that earlier. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got the um. Well, this is a bit like the last thing you've been playing, right? Yeah. So just you got real the, quickly. the fifteen dollar DLC season pass. Let me talk to you through the Kevin reasoning, right? Sure. I just got paid recently, and I have a I have a problem. So I it makes me feel good to buy video game related things. Well, also whenever there's a sale, we've said you will buy a thing. 
Yeah, basically. <laughs> I actually almost bought One Piece 3, Pirate <laughs> Warriors. I've never once heard you talk about One Piece in your life. Dave kept on going on about it. Yeah, he's like, it's okay. really fun. You don't, He's like, I don't, I've never seen the anime and it's good. And I'm just like, oh, it's only eleven ninety nine. What the fuck? Yeah, almost happened. <laughs> almost happened. Okay. Mortal Kombat 11. So the fucking fighters pass for the game, that's typically... Oh, Hank, I, I hope you're sitting down. Thirty nine ninety nine for no fucking reason. I've it's, seen worse. It's six fighters for thirty nine ninety nine. Was it virtual virtual fighter or Tekken that had like a no? Sorry, it was Dead or Alive nine that had a hundred dollar season pass. Nine? Yeah, they got up to nine. <laughs> like that's the latest one. I, I think don't... it's six. <laughs> Whichever one it is, the most recent <laughs> one. I saw the price for that same sort of like fighter pass i'm like you're out of your goddamn mind yeah no go go straight to hell but it was on sale yeah. they just came out with the joker so it was uh 15.99 i was okay. like you know what it's never gonna be this low and mm. also i've been i've neglected the shit out of mk11 even though i think it's like a decent game i just didn't like its unlock system for like skins and shit but it seems to have gotten better like mm. i haven't played it in so long that there's like updates making it uh it seems like i'm unlocking shit more often yeah it came out in uh april right yeah April so, 2019. Wow, it's been like eight or nine months. It's been forever. Holy but... shit, time moves fast in games. So, so I got the whole pass. It's uh, Sindel from MK3. It is uh, Shing Shung. It's Nightwolf from MK3 as well. And then there's characters that aren't from Mortal Kombat, like uh, Terminator, but Old Man Terminator from the latest movie, Dark Fate. Oh, that's Fate, cool. Which An Dark, old-ass Arnold. Dark Fate's rentable, by the way, these Yo, days. Yo, we should we watch gotta... it. We should watch this. There we one. go. Um, and then there's also Joker. Mm-hmm. And the reason I picked up Joker, like literally the thing that like triggered the want in my brain, is that I saw they have an alternate costume form where it is the Batman who laughs, which mm-hmm. is a part of the Dark Knight's metal arc uh, that Scott Schneider just did, that just wrapped up. And it's like this alternate version of Batman who is basically if the Joker became an evil Batman. And he's like wearing this fucking crazy, it looks like the saw mask, you know, that the, the, the chick had in the first movie over his head. And Interesting. Shit. And I was just like, I need to get that. You mentioned it to me and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And Joker <laughs> plays so great. His, his, I like seeing a rated R Joker. Like his fatalities are disgusting. It's a little mixture of of him doing like a Dark Knight reference where he cuts the person's cheeks open. As, oh yeah, what? like, and then uh, you get a first-person view of him like just bashing you with a cane, which is how Jason Todd died. It's fucking crazy. All wow, these references really are thoughtful. amazing. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Huh. Well, of course, I Nether- kind of want to play it now. Fuck. Netherrealm would know DC like that, deep cuts like that, because they did Injustice One and Two. It's true. Justice Two was pretty awesome, actually. It's they, awesome. Actually, they both were very good. Justice Two is fourteen ninety nine in PSN right now. And is I it really? Bought it. I don't own it anymore. I didn't it has think... all of Ninja Turtles. Oh, we should get it. Yo, I really want to get that. Do you want to play oh. that tonight? You want to stream with me? <laughs> you can stream with me and we'll play a fucking uh, Justice Two, dog. Even if you play or Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat Eleven, that makes I'll, more sense. I'll play like a little bit of that with. You. If you wanted to play some of the story shit, like I come in for like a little bit and, and do some multi, because you know how I'm with fighter games. Yeah. Like I get my ass kicked and I get like bored of it real fast because I'm like, okay, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not you. good at fighting games unless I can spend the time like mastering it on my own terms. No, so. I feel that, dude. That's fine. Like, no, it gets frustrating. Like, I'm not the best fighting game guy. I'm good at beating people that aren't good at yeah. fighting games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, otherwise, like, I don't do that high level play. No, man, mm-hmm. I got stupid fingers. Yeah, you can never play online. No, never. <laughs> it's like embarrassing. It's just like, oh, they got me. 
there was a trophy i think for mortal kombat 9 where you had to win i think 10 consecutive games online and i'm like no fucking way People could do it. You could do that over time. Even if you lose a like a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> you could get there. You the, could do it. I mean the way I piecemealed it in my brain, and this is a life hack for trophies, I was like, Well you and I could do it together. You get some life hacks for, yeah, yeah. for this uh, stream? This I win ten educational in a row, stream too. And then you win ten in a row, and then we both pop it. Right. Yeah. Nice. We we did do a shared trophy where like we we got online with each other. I remember it was just like what, uh, jump a hundred times in the same match or some <laughs> yeah, bullshit. We're just like, yeah, just stupid. keep on jumping, just keep on jumping. Because we good. were very dedicated to like platinuming the hell out of. We Mortal got Kombat so close. 9. Yeah, yeah. You got closer than I did. I think you got like one or two more yeah. than I did. It's the greatest shame of my life. They should remaster that one. They should. Hmm. Actually, all the classic costumes are in part eleven. We should play that shit tonight. Okay. I swear to God, we have enough beer. We'll make this happen. I mean, I'm already two in. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom. So I've been having fun with that, actually. Yeah. And I'm impressed. I, Very it's, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. What you been playing, dog? Ooh, yeah, I've been playing some games. Ooh, tell me. Again, because it's that weird backlog season, right? Like, I was literally chilling the other day, and I took the Monday and Tuesday off uh, after Dave had left, and I had time to myself on Monday, and I was looking at the, the stack here, and I was looking at Near Automata, because that's a game that I He's really referring to a stack of games? I looked uh, at Devil May Cry. Uh, on a TV stand. I looked at Devil May Cry, and a few other things, and I was uh, like... Be, be specific? DMC Devil May Cry. I don't <laughs> want to shame the Capcom captain. Thank you, sir. Yeah, and I looked at a bunch of other games, but then I had a few digital digital games on my um, external hard drive, and I was like, I got Neo on there, and I oh, really, really wow. decided that I wanted to like try Neo again because it was one of those games where, at launch, I think it was what February twenty seventeen or maybe March twenty seventeen. I don't remember at this point, but I was working at GameStop and I was able to like rent a copy for like a few days and try it out and and get as far as I could with it before I had to return it and then. I think Horizon came out at that point. So I was like, all right, let me play Horizon instead. So I got so far in it originally, and I had a blast with it then. But at this point, I, I think I got it. It was the summer of E3 where Neo 2 was announced, and it went on sale, like the whole complete edition. It was like 23 bucks. And I was like, fuck, let me get that. I don't know. I think it. I bought it at the same time. Yeah, because I was like, buy this game. And you're like, I don't know that I like Neo like that. And you bought it, and you were still kind of Cause lukewarm. Because I, I tried whatever the beta or yeah. the demo that came out before the game, and I was just like, yeah, the, you know what? It was the poise system that scared me. But actually, if you get into the game, the poise system ain't so bad. I actually had that same thought. So like going back to a lot of the things that I thought initially bogged me down, I don't fucking care about now. Like mm. the idea of obsessing over like, you know, my high guard, my mid or my, my low and the attacks that correspond with that. It's actually really seamless and, and very well mapped. And I don't feel super burdened by it. Also, like I didn't realize that I could play with such a wide sweep of weapons either. I think I so traditionally get locked into now that strength role of like, let me use a sword, big sword, short sword, dual sword, whatever. And in this game, I was like, let me vary it up. Let me use axes. Let me use swords. I have this fucking chain whip. I don't remember the name of it, but I really like it. I'm super fast in com- uh, combat. I'm getting in there doing fucking quick oh, chain yeah. combos. I, I saw, backing out. I walked in when you were getting with that. You were like, you slap him in the face with like the end of the chain whip like three times yeah. before you, you like back, back out. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was and it, cool it doesn't consume a lot of stamina like some of the heavier right. weapons do. So, and like, yeah, it has other... Like the st- axe. I remember there being like a two-handed axe. Yeah. Like. And you could probably get like three good swipes in before you're fucking drained and you leave yourself open to attacks at that point because like you can't evade until your stamina bar recharges. Yeah. Um, so all the things that I thought that were initially cumbersome aren't, and I'm not sure if it's just because like I got so inundated 
by um, like Soulsborne games, like sure. Dark Souls and Bloodborne and Sekiro. Now it's just like That's all it feels them. normal now. And I'm just like, well, there are other ones. Salt and Sanctuary. It's kind of a cool one. Mm. More side scrolly though. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. All the things that I thought would bother me don't. It's actually really fun. The combat's super, super engaging. Uh, and each con- like encounter feels fucking great. Um, I'm in there. I'm killing my way through yokais and, and fallen revenant warriors, which I think are fallen players that you come across. The, the red glowy ones, yeah. I think are. They're yeah. like little like mark spots where a player has fallen and you fucking hold circle to summon them. And it's like this really like PvP fast-paced battle and it's kind of, it's really challenging. Half the time I'll unlock my like special ability and just fucking yoke my way through it. Because like you, you can hold like triangle and circle and you unleash like this fucking like key spirit ability and you just fucking wail on them. Of course. Yeah, it's great. It's so oh my good. God. Yeah, you know, I actually played a good amount of Neo. Mm. I, I, I don't ever mean to sound like I get down on the game, right? Like, yeah. I just dropped off with it. Like, sometimes I do that, especially with, like, uh, those higher difficulty games, like, you know, Soulsborne. So there's a few that I've just, like, okay, cool. I got a taste of it. Like, mm. it, I like I stuck I, I stuck around with Dark Souls 3, and I Bloodborne is probably one that I played the most. Mm. But then, like, I, you know, I dive into, like, Dark Souls 2 a little bit, and then go, yeah. okay, cool. I saw what I needed to see after, like, 15 hours, and then I just don't beat it. That's what happened to Neo. Okay. I would hope that when Neo 2 comes out, it won't be the same case, mm-hmm. right? Especially after beating Sekiro, which was probably the most frustrating out of those games for me. But not not in a bad way, but also frustration is bad. So it's yeah. like, what? Am, who am I? See the Kevin show about stress. That, yeah, thank yeah. you. That game just hurts. You actually have a collection for it, so you can see my past broadcast. <laughs> it won't go away. Go ahead. Go on. Dive in there. I mean, it's one of those ones where it is punishing in the same way. And it's even worse so because, like, Sekiro, Bloodborne, those games, you have checkpoints that feel more frequent. Um, Neo, there's, like, two shrines per area that you can save between. If you die, you got to make a fucking trek back. Do those same encounters or choose to run right by them. And that gets harder, I think. Like, the lack of save points and things you can kind of, like, teleport between you know, make traversing the world more of a grind. Sure. But I don't know. I feel like I, I get better at it with each fall. Um, the bosses are harder than I remember. Like I'm, I'm literally at the same exact point that I was the first time I played it. I'm fighting. Don't you that, hate that? I'm, I'm fighting the. Isn't that such a weird feeling in a game when yeah. you pick it up again, where it's just like, ah, I've seen all of this. It used to happen to me a lot with older games. Like what's the one? Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Or, like, old Mario games where, like, I had a skill level and I would get to a certain point in them and then I hit a wall when I was a kid. And then every time I came back to it, I still couldn't fucking do it. Fuck. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is like that these days where it's like, I think I've beaten that game probably only three times, which is, like, the least amount of times I've beaten any Sonic game. And getting to that final fucking stage with Robotnik is so hard for some reason in that game. Like, it's the hardest, like, encounter with him. But so Neo, like I'm on the second boss fight. It's like this vampire queen in this cave. And she just does like, she's very agile. She does like this paralysis attack on you that like drains your stamina. And she does these dive attacks that just like take out your whole health. So I've literally had to do the thing where it's like, fuck, I need to grind and like kill yokai and just fucking grind for like attack points or like, you know, defense or health just to kind of feel more equipped. Because I have the best weapons I, I can have, but, you know, and at this point, it's, I guess it's just learning it, and it's it's taking me back to, like, you know, the secure days of, like, having to actually master a fight, you know? 
Fuck. But yeah, it, it's okay. frustrating. It's frustrating still, but I love it. You know? For sure. I, I think, honestly, I, I, I uh, got bucked off of the game yeah. because I got to a super frustrating part that was actually pretty late in the game. And, like, I hate when that happens. You got pretty I, far in that? I got really far in Neo, dude. Oh, I, shit. Like, I streamed it a bunch, too. Um, oh, I guess so. Huh? Yeah, yeah. That, that's actually how I met uh, Red Mod, who listens to the show. Uh, so that, that, that was pretty neat. But um, when's Neo? Didn't they push Neo 2 this year? Or is it coming out, like, March? I'm going to look it up right now. Google. Google. When does the Neo 2 release? <laughs> Neo 2's initial release date is March 13th, 2020. Oh, yes. That's what I thought. That is, that's before Doom. Ooh. Ooh. Get in there sweet. Like, can we talk about how like not a lot of games are coming out, but like Neo 2 is one of the ones that I'm, I'm going to get it. early and I'm, I'm super stoked it. about. I'm going to buy it. You know I'm going to buy it. It had a really high like uh, player base during the, the beta phase. Yeah, for sure. It was like 700,000 players played the, the Neo 2 beta. And I heard nothing but good things about it. Like I don't even know 700,000 people. I, I can't even name 700,000 things. So that's crazy. That's a lot of people. Uh, Red Mod played it, and for the most part, she had glowing things to say about it. Yeah, it's so. a it's a great game. I hope it tunes up way more. And now you're not playing as a white colonialist, so that's cool too. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that is a, a pretty weird. Honestly, the story is really weird. Well, it's yeah. full of like weird like things that just are <laughs> misappropriating and then like over the top like characters and antagonists. But it's still got a charm to it. Like who I still... made it again? Uh, Team Ninja. Team Ninja, really? Yeah. God damn. But, like, there's still, like, a lot of great parts about it. Like, it's got a lot of, like, Japanese lore and charm to it. Like, finding the Kodoma spirits, they're so cute. And it's, like, such a charm to find them, like, hidden around the world. The little frog boys. Little frog boys. That, little frog that boys. give you, like, little bonuses to, like, what you you get off of enemy drops. So, it's dope. It's a good-ass game. I'm excited to go into that more. I also got the uh, Dark Souls 3 DLC. Did you really? I haven't touched it. That was the other thing that I was thinking of playing. So, what is it? The Ring City... And I forget the other one. The the ice ice iceness. Yeah, ice 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 baby. Ice ice souls. <laughs> ice ice souls. <laughs> but yeah, so that was another one that I was thinking of getting in, which I'll probably do after Neo. The other thing that I'm playing on and off now. Yeah. Since yeah. I officially beat it uh, the other day is River City Girls. Oh shit! You beat it? Yeah. I don't know. I got stuck on the same boss for probably five or six days. Adobo. I think he's a character from like Double Dragon or something. He's kind of like a luchador type guy. Uh, works in a construction yard but he was so hard like i he's the fourth boss i got stuck on really that erect huh yeah oh god but when dave came out he he had not played it which surprised me because dave's played like fucking everything and i was like hey let's play some river city girls there's a co-op he is like the mothman for video games like literally where a video game strikes so so to the mothman like i feel like you him and chelsea are all the same with that but he's more into pc stuff so he hits weirder stuff yeah, that's true. That's true. Like he's got a he's got a wider dearth. Yeah. I, w- I I wish I could expand my mind like that. But you know what? I just like AAA games. I just want to play Call of Duty all the time. Yeah, nothing but you're a fucking AAA cuck. Give me Black Ops. Give me Black Ops. Give me Black Ops. Black Ops Six. Give me Give me Black Ops. I want to see another guy at a, a convention with the Black Ops hat. The Black Ops. Hat. <laughs> the Black Ops Five. How do they do five, dude? How do they do five? Just a V, dog. Just an orange V. Oh, that'd be pretty hot. Yeah, that'd be pretty hot. Bring back Reznov. <laughs> Oh, Reznov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring back all the staples. Fucking Mason, man. The numbers, Mason. Give me the numbers. Give me the numbers. Bring that back. Bring back the numbers. Yeah. That's what it's about. I want them to do a Black Ops reboot in the way that they did Modern Warfare. Yeah. Like, that'd be cool. Like, kind of like a. Obviously. Keep the fun. You've already done the Cold War thing, but do something modern with spies and weird seediness. Modern Warfare is honestly too bleak. 
yeah it is and like that's what it's trying to strive for but it's ridiculous like let me tell you about a scene that i haven't really talked about on the show in the middle of the game you play as like two kids at a certain point it's like when you meet the characters they're like adults but you have like a kind of a flashback sequence for Mm -hmm. them where like basically their parents get fucking slaughtered in front of you and you have to like sneak around the house as a child and uh you're there's your assailant is walking around with a gun and you have to fucking like basically stab him with like a kitchen knife or something like a few Jeez. times and it takes like a bunch of times to get him like it goes from like oh sneak up on him stab him he freaks out and then you go hide underneath the bed again and then you go out and do it again and it's like it's this long drawn out sequence and i'm like Okay. This is weird for a Call of Duty. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's like, weird for a Call of Duty, like, right? Like, is this fucking Resident Evil? What's going on? It's weird for a video game. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. that's what I put. Like, I don't know. I don't mind being uncomfortable sometimes with, like, subject sure. matter, uh, especially in a game. But I don't know. Too much. Too much. That's all. Okay. But River City Girls, let me wrap it back. Because we got we to get through this for the gamers. I beat it. I loved it. I think the final areas evolve in a normal way that a beat-em-up would kind of like streets of rage where you're fighting your way through like the course of a city to kind of like a fucking yakuza tower building and fighting your way through like you know variations of the millennium tower yeah basically the kojuka tower and it's just fun all the way i'm beating people with like skateboards and bicycles and guitars and dead fish and just having the time of my life and it damn a dead fish surprisingly the the last two boss fights like for the one that i got stuck on that was so gruelingly hard yep the last two were kind of easy and it made no sense. It felt like so imbalanced towards the end. Like the fifth one is like you're at a concert and you're fighting this chick who's like on stage intermittently. So it's like three phases. She plays like music notes, much like you would see that like come down the screen in a guitar hero fashion. Right. But you have to like jump over them in certain patterns and you have to survive for like 30 seconds between phases. And then she comes back into the battlefield and you fight her. It's, it's really like really in depth, which I, I was kind of like surprised by. It's not your typical like beat em up boss fight. So very creative, very creative. I'm still playing it because like afterwards, like you can either roll into a new game plus or you can just kind of like keep roaming the world and get all the collectibles and get the hidden boss. Because if you destroy all the statues of the, the prime CEO of the world, the prime Yakuza boss, you get to fight him. What? So I'm trying to find those. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. How many are there? 25 26 that's a lot i only have i think uh five more to go so it's not too bad and i unlocked two characters kunio and ricky the the guys that you're looking for the boyfriends oh the original yeah river city guys yep. they're in there they're looking fashionable really i had a thought of where they were by the end of the game and i was right inside the girls all along no <laughs> jesus christ my dude <laughs> fuck <laughs> But I'm going to keep playing that game because I want to platinum it. It's definitely my wheelhouse. Um, and I need your help. I need to get that co-op trophy. What? Yeah. I got to play it? Dave got me so far and now he's gone and it's not online. It's like literally couch co-op. Mm, this so. is like the last Starfighter. Mm-hmm. I knew I would be beckoned because of my video game skills. Listen, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's my destiny. You're my only hope. Uh, can we make a Witcher reference? Sure. Toss a coin at my asshole. <laughs> that's the wrong reference. Wait, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's all I am playing. Kind of kind of short and sweet. Um, I'm just gonna yeah. keep rolling around in the backlog filth for a while until for a while until right? March. I got all sorts of weird fl- like I just picked up like I, I went back to Mortal Kombat Nine today. I, wait, what am I calling? Eleven. I went back to thank you. Yeah, 
Always keep me honest sure. on the show. Uh, I'm just like indecisive about what I want because like I'm waiting for like these benchmark titles yeah. like Resident Evil 3 or actually even even go before that. I'm super excited about Doom Eternal. I want to play that. Everyone's saying, you know what motherfuckers are calling it? If you gave Evil Dead 2 the budget of the Avengers. Holy shit. I never thought I would live to see long enough like that. to see a... St- what the fuck? That's like, awesome. Are you trying to like make me rip my jorts? People like, goddamn. in the game sphere are legitimately calling it like a game of the year contender. Yeah. Like, it's reviewing it. and, and previewing at a very high level, which I'm is into awesome. It, right? But also, I want to get into debt with Tom Nooks. I are you actually really interested in that? Maybe, dude. Yeah. So we we did a transition here. It's like a morbid curiosity. Let, let's talk a little bit about our, our most anticipated for 2020, real quick. We got like 10 minutes. I did a good segue there. I that, don't know why that you was gotta, pretty great. Well, I want I want to bridge the very... the listeners. They're not dumb. Save roommates are smart. You educate them every week at the Kevin Show. Every week. But it's not a cult, a cult like Jared Leto has. Oh, jeez. We actually like on the last Kevin show, <laughs> we research his cult and it's fucking weird, dude. What do they call themselves? <laughs> I forget, actually. But I know that fans of 30 Seconds of Mars are uh, 30 STMs. I hate that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Tell me about Tom Nook. So it's an entire island yep. of 30 no. STMs. Yep. What I'm trying to say is that Tom Nook is like the Jared Leto of the Animal Crossing <laughs> universe. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a cult man and like the game new horizons you're literally like on an island like yeah. a tropical island right like kind of like lost right survivor so i wouldn't be surprised to see long hair jesus looking jared leto yeah. like walk out wearing one of his white robes and just being like hi <laughs> welcome to my island do you need some bells <laughs> do you need some bells yeah. do you i'm some actually bugs? i'm surprisingly excited for animal crossing now you know uh really maybe it's the hype of the new console and dock that is just so so cute and so so desirable but i don't know the game i'm just kind of like i want to lose myself in it for a little bit i what you know i'm like how i'm a historian yeah sure tell me what i I what i said i seem to recall (laughs) a time when mr daniel on this very podcast the save room hosted by your favorite save room boys said that i hope animal crossing new horizons never comes out sure i did say that i think well what was it animal crossing fans are so annoying is what she said i think i probably said that wow wow dude wow Wowzers. So, That's a lot, huh? And now, and now, come, come full circle, right? Mm-hmm. Come full circle. When push comes to shove, you're making a little Tom Nook for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm living out there. You're, you're living. I'm going to find yeah. a girlfriend named Isabel. I'm just going to roll with it, you know? Couldn't we all? Couldn't we all? But, okay. Are people not allowed to change? I once said before mm-hmm. HBO's Watchmen series came out that I had no interest in it. That You couldn't even get me anywhere near new watchman anything i recall and i watched it and i fucking loved it i thought it was fantastic maybe it's time for me to get into the animal crossing zeitgeist in full and learn learn the way of of the animals you know you're opening your heart i am i've learned a lot from keru <laughs> i'm opening my heart to a new stan a new fan base a new everything Whew, it's animals as leaders in your heart that's tom nook 
Tom Nook was the original animal as leader. <laughs> <laughs> he truly was. Yeah. He truly was. But I think I'm more excited for Doom Eternal, obviously, because that game's going to fucking rip and tear. Yeah, it's yeah, going to rip and fucking tear. fucking awesome. And then directly after that, April 3rd, Resident Evil 3 Ooh. is going to be out and about. I'm going to play the fuck out of that. Are you going to do the same thing you did with RE2 and try and platinum it in a weekend? In like two weeks? Yeah. No, not even two weeks. Oh, yeah, it was like a week. Like a week. I don't know, dude. When I think about... The- yeah. <laughs> Because he's a fucking Capcom captain, baby. <laughs> I'm going to take you for a ride. A lot of singing on this podcast. Yeah, this is a very musical time show. To time. Like I said, I have a music degree. I have to use it. Why not use it here? You know? It is being flexed right now. Yeah. What else is coming out in April? I mean, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yep. That's on gonna be April the 10th. They had a new trailer come out, dude. It was so good. It's actually really good. I didn't want to watch it because I feel like they've showed too much of the game already. It shows us uh, the cross-dressing action. Yeah. And it is Tasteful. as as heterosexually challenging as I pr- hope that it would be. Yeah. And it's fantastic. For all the people who were screaming about uh, the Tifa, you know, the Tifa redesign, where are the yep. bobs? Where are the bobs? Square Enix uh she's wearing the side boob dress in that scene and it's driving people crazy oh wow yeah, yeah. okay that scene's gonna be great i'm excited for that but they also what, showed so wait 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 wait, huh. wait 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 pump the fucking brakes <laughs> that's what she's wearing yeah so what happened to square enix's internal ethics department do you remember we talked about them on the show yeah right and they said like we're gonna make sure everything's tasteful mm-hmm. does that sound tasteful to you I can't show that to to my son, my small boy. <laughs> my boy. He wouldn't understand it. That trailer looks so hype. Um, the cutscenes look awesome. They showed more of the combat and some of the summons as well. And, and then like, the song. Fuck. What the was that song? The song was so good. I forget, to like, be Was that in the original at all? Because that shit was so dope. I think it was kind of reimagined. Like the original right. theme was there. I don't know if it was. It wasn't One Winged but, Angel. But it never had lyrics over it before i don't think so no it, yeah. it wasn't one wing angel i, I forget no. the name of it yeah uh you're wrong let us know god damn yeah I'm, I'm excited for mm-hmm. it even if even if it like cuts off at a point in the story where it's like oh shit this is definitely not done like I, it seems like there's a lot of like fulfilling shit there i think i'm to seeing have fun with. them painting a picture of what could be a full arc right like you could tell a full arc especially with the amount that sephiroth is in there and they're showing zach and all this like all the history with Cloud and Aerith, like building the world there. Yo, they showed Red Thirteen. They showed Red Thirteen, and it was he talks, awesome. Actually, he looks fucking really cool. He goes yeah. up. He's like, consider yourselves. Like, it's awesome. I always say The Last of Us Part Two is like my most anticipated for 2020, but this game is giving it a run for its fucking money. Yeah, dude. Like, I gotta say, like I'm hyped for Final Fantasy. I gotta say, seven. but then again, like, Last of Us Two, it could definitely level us, right? Oh, I'm sure it will. It could definitely come at us and be like, wow. This was the apps. I I hope it's like the absolute sequel. Like it, it is the thing where it's like there's no question to why it needs to exist, and it not only uh, tells an amazing story unto itself, it makes the original story even better by existing. That's what I. That's how I felt about watching Watchmen season two. That's true. That's what I hope I feel out of this game. Wow, that's... that might be too hype. Probably. Here's the thing. I don't think <laughs> I, I will admit that Neil Druckmann and. Um... Is Bruce really still there or did he nah, leave? He so, I don't think Neil Druckmann would do something <coughs> that he didn't think he could do justice to, right? Like Uncharted 4, they kind of scrambled into and had to do because um, Amy Henning left. 
and they're like, okay, we got to actually fix this and release it. And they kind of salvage it in a way that was like, you know, feasible for Naughty Dog and Sony and all that. And that game was awesome. I fucking love it. Different game than Amy Henning was apparently trying to put out. Um, I would like to see that game. I think that'd be really cool. Yes. But I don't think Neil Druckmann would have made a sequel if he didn't think he could tell a good story. Like, I yeah. don't think if there was something of their merit, he wouldn't have done it because he's not cheap like that. So he's not cheap. No, he's he's not cheap. He's, he's like, not he's not low of character. He's like Corey Barlog. Like he puts out shit of quality because like that's the stuff he's proud to do. You know. Speaking of putting shit out of quality, now we're on the Sony kick. Like okay. real quick, um, I want to give a shout out to probably the happiest man on the earth right now, Greg Miller. Oh, because. <laughs> They finally released Patapon 2. Remastered. Remastered on PS4. It's $14.99 right now. You can pick it up. You can enjoy it. He has willed it into existence, basically. I still don't know what it is. I it's know like it's like a, a rhythm-based Yeah, game. like a music side-scroller With sort weird of characters. Yeah. And there's a lot of pata, 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 pong. I just hope that we get to have a big enough platform uh-huh. as the Savrum Boys to will... A Dino Crisis remake into existence. That's all. I hope so. I mean, we would have to be that status. Like, Greg Miller would have had to have started like a year ago on that campaign. Remake Dino Crisis. But he doesn't care like that. I no. Think, I think Tim Gettys cares He confused enough. it with Time Crisis. Did he really? Yeah, on an episode. Okay. Yeah, Interesting. yeah. That's okay. Yeah. We all make mistakes. No, it's We all okay. make mistakes. It's okay. Um, the Last of Us Part Two. I saw... God, I hate people on, on the internet sometimes. Why? Where <laughs> this dude was How looking could you? at the redesign for Ellie, you know. Uh, she looked very tomboyish, not super feminine. We know she's Ellie. We know she's still kind of feminine, but she's more embracing like that kind of rugged, masculine look because she's she's gay, and it's also the apocalypse, and she's malnourished, so she's like kind of skinny and doesn't look feminine as she could. Um, but people are like well first of all who has time to like look hot or dress up like during the apocalypse during the apocalypse what are you you fool but like so people were complaining about her new design and they're like oh i can't play as a character i can't care about a character that doesn't look feminine if she's female like they might have well made a, a male character and i'm like what the you, fuck are you serious like that's not the point you know like i'm not surprised but it's one of those things where it's like, what? How do you do? You even reason with a person like that? Like I saw people try. I saw Melanie Mack try and, and reason with him, and she had pretty good valid points. And the dude just like so obtuse about it. Like I'm not sure how he couldn't see any reason about it. He's like, yeah, no, I hear you, but capital B, but she's what? not feminine, and they shouldn't have made her like this. And that's that, and like that's who she is. That's her personality. That's her, that's her character. Do I have to say it? I think I have to say it. Um. Not every woman who exists, whether in real life or in media, is yeah. there for your sexual edification. They're not there for you to look attractive to you. And so when they uh, supposedly fail mm-hmm. on whatever meter that you're measuring them on, um, what? Hey, one more time for the people in the back. For the people in the back, uh, other people aren't here to meet your needs yeah like, it's <laughs> true and like, it's literally it's a video game character it's like, a video game character it's a character that's who that's character everything about ellie mm-hmm. is who ellie is if you d- somehow disagree with the interpretation of the character you know mm-hmm. what you could do anything else yeah like legit like anything else it actually it legitimately bothered me to think that some people are still so backwards about it because like i think of what happened with battlefield 5 right and then poising it to be like 
kind of battle royale, whatever, whatever. But there was a female on the cover, and people hated that. Women aren't in the war. Women don't go to war, you silly fucking gamer cuck. Like, and they kind of protested it. And I worry that The Last of Us Part Two, as a female-fronted title, like, Ellie's the poster girl of that game, that is her game, that, like, people are just gonna, like, not buy it for that reason. I think that's really shallow and dumb. I Like, I thought we were past that. Yeah, it, it's shallow and dumb. Yeah. And it's like, if you have that kind of problem, then, like, go ahead and not buy it. Like, why do you have to also say something about, like, yeah. don't make things like this, Neil Druckmann. This is fucking, like, uh, pandering bullshit, yeah, Neil Yeah, it's Druckmann. SJW bullshit. I'm just like, why? Uh, why whine into existence? I'm sure there's plenty of games that fit the bill for you, right? Like, go go play whatever the fuck you want, whatever you think is fine. Like, to stop trying to act like your world is being encroached, because it's not, dude. Mm-hmm. Not everyone shares your pretty narrow opinion. Yeah, I can't even say your worldview. It's just stupid and myopic. It's one of those things yeah. where it's like, <laughs> representation does matter. Yeah. Like, all of the time. Because there's more than just, like, a subset of, of, of the world that's just, like white guys chilling in their homes wanting to see what other white guy main protagonist you have enough of that it's kind of boring you have a whole actually not even like in today's world you have years of content and media yeah. that's like that go enjoy indiana jones go enjoy where does the fuck right like go go have fun but Jesus, i mean like, we will always see the leaning of male oriented anything whether it's yeah. movies or video games or media you know even in the award space seeing like at the Oscars, like how many, the, uh, rather the lack of like female nominated directors. It's like, come on, guys. You know what I'm hungry for? I'm hungry for different perspectives, things yeah. that I haven't considered before, looking through the lens of someone's experience that is not my own, mm-hmm. that shouldn't be challenging to you. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it, like, I like being challenged in my media, but like the concept of having to think from somebody else's perspective shouldn't be like this fucking like stance against your morals that's mm-hmm. not what it's about you don't you honestly have the ability not to engage with that type yeah. of media but... they're literally trying to tell the story of a character that they thought was important for one reason or another whether to tell the story or to represent and that's all it is it's not challenging you're finding challenging i don't know what wonder there is in life to feel comfort in the world being small hmm. it's safe I think people find comfort in the things that they know and anything that's outside of it or not what they were, you know, inundated with growing up. It bothers them or scares them. And it's just like, it shouldn't like grow up like, like, okay, a weird, this is a weird small sidebar, but like that, fucking, the Ch- the Chinese virus that's circulating right now, I forget the name. The coronavirus. The coronavirus is yep. causing like so much like Chinese xenophobia for no reason. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why, why are you so scared or against the, things that like aren't familiar to you or different like it doesn't have to be like that like it doesn't have to escalate into hate or anything yeah yeah and that's the thing about that kind of thing too where it's like if you have those stances and such it's like i feel people can change depending on like you you know i i I feel like we become more open Mm -hmm. as we go along sometimes and then on different routes we become more close to things Mm -hmm. and i feel like the art that we imbibe has the potential to carry something, a new experience that you haven't considered, haven't seen, mm-hmm. and hasn't made you think in a new way. Every every game, every new author, every new writer, new every new thing mm-hmm. is a new opportunity for you to grow without having to go anywhere. It's like it's yeah. being brought to you. That's Experiences kind of the... are being brought to you in this information age. And to deny it or say, oh, fuck this, like this is... This doesn't, I don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how do you know you don't agree with it until you actually understand it? Yeah, like give it a chance. Give it a fair yeah. chance. Yeah. 
So. I, that That's why media in this day and age, uh, it excites me because it's brought to us in such a fast fashion from so many people of different backgrounds and we're getting important stuff. Like I'm seeing cool takes like, um, what did I watch recently? Booksmart, you know, which is, it's like kind of like a female super bad, but it, ta- it like shows the story of like two female friendships. One of the characters is gay and it's like, it's such an important experience and perspective to kind of see and, you know, written directed by, you know, female director like olivia wilde and it's it's yeah. it's brilliant it's approach and i'm just like huh that's really cool like i saw things in this that i had never considered from you know my worldview or otherwise and that's why i'm excited for the last of us part two because i think neil Druckmann is he's so good at telling a very personal perspective story with ellie across these games and i think it's gonna speak like volumes in this one like i think they're gonna they're gonna knock her out of the park i think they're gonna tell such a cool story about her surviving that world, her past, um, being gay, finding her her mother, and all that, and I think it's it's such an important story for that that franchise, and I think it's going to be killer. I think it's really interesting to see such a large game, such a AAA game, tackle some of those subject matter yeah. and also strike a tone that feels like there's just this um there's a weight to its storytelling. There's a there's it makes you consider it makes you consider where you're at and makes you consider whether you agree. That's what I loved about the first one. It's like mm. you empathize with the character of Joel even if you disagree with his action especially toward the third act of it which I often do disagree with him like I don't like Joel through and through uh-huh like he's he's very nuanced as a protagonist but you, but you get him and yeah, you get no, the get opportunity to get him and then yeah. it's also this fucking big budgeted Sony pushed game you yeah, know it's interesting. That, that has all this marketing budget to it and yet, yet it's like oh wow this is the kind of storytelling that you would never have seen like mm. in the PS2 era, PS1 era, you know, stuff, stuff no. like that. Like to see the medium grow and be able to, because there's different voices yeah. coming into it, we shouldn't deny that. This is, this is it grows everything. I, I like where video games are going because it is such a blending of all my favorite mediums, like yeah. literature, movies, video games, art, music, all in one. And it's this perfect melting pot and Naughty Dog does it best. And like, I, I think about like my most anticipated for this year and how could that not be, you know? Yeah. I know it's going to be nothing short of like A plus quality work, you know? IGN, 10 out of 10, a masterpiece. Oh, uh, is it 10 point scale? 20 point scale? Uh, 10 point. 7.5 scale? We're doing the new IGN. We're doing 10 point. It's really hard to tell, right? <laughs> Let me get my uh, my calculus out. Yeah. But real quick, I, I'm trying yeah. to think of what else I'm excited for. I'm excited for whatever Bluepoint has down the line. They're, yeah, whatever that remake they're is. They're unannounced remakes. They're working on two. And... I'm stoked for whatever it could be because, like, I like all their remakes they've done so far. First Pat Upon remake. <laughs> yeah. what it is. I have no idea what it could be. I'm, I mean, yeah, kind of exciting, I, right? Hopefully, it's exciting. I would be like, surprised if it's something like you know, like a Resistance or or something along those lines. I feel like it would be maybe Metal Gear Solid, maybe Siphon Filter. I definitely don't think maybe, Metal Gear Solid. Maybe something like that. You I know? definitely don't think Metal Gear Solid. We'll if it is, like, oh my god, oh my god, that'd be hype, right? Like it, but it, it just seems so unlikely. But yeah, yeah, I feel that. It's it's <sighs> weird because like otherwise like I want ghosts and ghouls, right? Like something like that. Yep. But otherwise, like towards the latter half of the year, like it's such a weird part. Like I feel like the it's spring kinda... is packed, yep. but then like summer and fall is so unknown because we're transitioning into a different console generation, and like even Nintendo, we don't know what they're going to be announcing like past a certain point because they haven't done a direct for that yet. So. No, yeah. but like you, you've, you know, it's kind of like when, you know, like a storm is coming uh-huh. where you like, you like some people who have like football injuries and yeah. such, they feel like, Oh, a little <laughs> ache in their bone. I feel an ache for Nintendo direct. That's going to just fucking like take us Yeah, like, like February. 
maybe early March is going to be because like honestly February 15th 2020 fall is a black box like we don't yeah. quite know what's happening we just have rumors and kind of like rough ideas mm-hmm. of projects that we've we've heard of before but yeah. it's like you know the only thing that I can say that we don't have announced it's probably a for sure is Assassin's Creed Ragnarok and then from there on I don't know I have no idea I like the idea of that game a lot actually I haven't played an Assassin's Creed in full in a minute <laughs> let it live <laughs> just, just precious <laughs> uh, but i i want that game i want that fucking sure. norse mythological assassin's creed because i think odyssey played with it a little bit but i feel like that would go like full cock oh yeah full norse cock oh yeah yeah oh, i'm yeah. excited for i'm excited for a post odyssey game even though i haven't beaten odyssey i loved everything that i played in that game let me ask you are you excited for uh the new watchdogs ah kind of kind of Watch Dogs 2 really, really flipped the script for me. I love Watch Dogs 2. I yeah. talk about it all the time. But I feel like without Marcus being in the game and without that, part of it was the San Francisco vibe was so mm-hmm. fucking great in part two. I don't know how I'm going to feel about three, especially since it doesn't seem like there's like a certain main character for mm-hmm. you to like relate and like, you know, get a hold of. So I, I don't know. I'm open to it. And I like that they delayed it so they, they can like, you know, work on it a bit more. But I'm not sure. Okay. Until, until I say a little bit more. Yeah, no, that, that's fair. I, I wasn't sold on what I saw. I think all. it's weird that there's permadeath and you switch between characters kind of like all willy-nilly. It's like Fire Emblem. It's like Fire Emblem. Dogs. Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the only other major thing that I can think that I'm excited for is fucking Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. I know you're kind of whatever about it. But like, I don't. I haven't seen enough yeah, to really flip me either, and That's man. fair. You've been burned by that a lot. You know? But I'm hyped for that. I've been burned by games. Yeah. Do you remember how excited I was for Aliens? The Colonial Marines. The Colonial Marines. Very. I still talk about it to this day. I'm going to tell my grandchildren (laughs) about what Pitchford said and did. I'm going to tell them his crimes, his war crimes. And I'll say, grandchildren, my loves of my life, what he said differed from what he did. Wow. You have a fucking vendetta against that man. In a criminal fashion, perhaps. (laughs) Perhaps not. I only know bird law. Was that a setup for a fucking It's Always Sunny? Wow. Yeah. On that one, let's take this episode home. Yeah, probably, right? Because it's it's getting kind of late. <laughs> that you gotta, seems right. You gotta you gotta do your stream, Dango. God, it's now. I know. I, know. I don't know how we did <laughs> it. There's so much goodness here. Yeah. I know. We were feeling some like weird deep conversations. Some weird deep it. energy, going though, dude. It. Yeah, but like, yeah, let's land it. We don't know how to land it like a bird. We only know how to do bird law, unfortunately. Only bird law. How only about we do law. the things? Hey, thank you guys for supporting whatever the fuck this is. Save Room Plays is experimental. We're only up four episodes in, but it seems fun, and mm-hmm. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, otherwise, Vargi likes it. Vargi likes it. He's got it. the seal of approval. And he's a mod with the bod. Mm. Vargi, by the way, I just want to say, like, I won't get into specifics. I love that my bro Vargi is making some moves out there. Oh, yeah. And we are in total support of you, my friend. Shout out to you. Yeah. Also, check us out uh, at our Twitter, at Save Room Show. Uh, and if you like what you hear, don't know how you did, go ahead and give us, like, you know, a rating or a like or whatever. Anything helps, honestly. We, we appreciate the guys that stick around and, you know, uh, put their ears to us. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to echo that because he's right. We appreciate the fuck of deal. Do you want to be my echo fighter? Yeah. <laughs> Won't you be my echo fighter? I would be your echo fighter with like bigger hair and a bigger beard. Won't you be in the rain? I don't know why you would be in the rain. <laughs> I Is mean, there a rain level in Smash? There could be. Why not? It might be the <laughs> might be the Pikmin three level. There could be. Like, I don't know. Sakurai's got a wild imagination. <laughs> Anything could happen. Yeah. True. True. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. 
put enough with our shenanigans. We fucking love y'all. Good night. Justice for all.